0: Hey, your host, Ian Hamilton Trottier for the Florida Sun and Spray Show special evening edition. Thank you for tuning in. Um, we had an exceptional show earlier today with Dr. Tony Bark uh, joining the program for a discussion on vaccines. Uh, that... Episode has been uploaded to my website, i a n t r o t t i e r dot com. It will soon be uploaded to uh, winwoodradio.com. This evening, in about 30 minutes, we will be joined by the phenomenal Dr. Rachel Ross- She was part of the eight-season, over-1,000-episode CBS produced and aired, I believe, daytime Emmy Award-winning show, The Doctors. She will be joining us in about 30 minutes to discuss vaccines and another specialty of hers, sexology. I believe I haven't discussed that with her, but if she's willing to talk about what she knows, then we will uh, we will gladly um, listen so uh that's coming up in thirty minutes. Dr. Rachel Ross. The discussion on diabetes continues, and I briefly touched on that. At the five o'clock hour, I want to touch on it again because um, due to a scheduling um, snafu on my part, um, the schedule was flipped at uh, at that hour, and I brought to you the interview first with Tony, and I spent the latter. 30, uh, discussing the topics that, uh, that I feel impressed to educate you on. So I ended that 30 minute segment with, uh, with a brief kind of touch on diabetes, but I want to go through, um, a little more detail about these, uh, about the two individuals, the two young boys, with the type one diabetes and uh, what my partner in North Carolina has done, and his invitation to um, help this uh, this third party, excuse me. So he is uh, he is now helping um, three people, um, and, I'll, and I'll go into that as well. And then what I also want to do is uh, before Rachel comes on, I would like to touch on an article that struck me this week and um, it was written at uh, wakeup-world.com. The author is uh, a fellow named Wes Anak, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, and it's a brief history of the Rockefeller slash Rothschild empire. So I want to kind of go through a few few things there in in that article with you. Um, so that'll be the, uh, the next, uh, 26 minutes. Okay. And again, with, uh, with Rachel, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on the vaccines again and get her angle and then, uh, go into, uh, uh, another specialty of hers. If, if, uh, if, if she's wanting to go that route, um, before getting into diabetes, I want to give you a rundown of the guests that I have lined up for you. Um, the next few weeks. Um, so next week I will have, uh, finance specialist, Melanie Collette on the show. Um, the following week will be, um, Kim Flotum will be speaking, we'll be talking bees. Um, that'll be followed by, um, Zauer um out of Charleston, South Carolina. I mentioned that on the earlier hour. Um he was actually the beekeeper that had um I believe three million is the estimate uh bees killed due to the nailed spraying. So that'll be a phenomenal show. The week following that uh we will uh be joined by um Brian Plaw um and uh he'll be talking um his company, he's the CEO of an amazing company based here in Miami um that does intravenous um intravenous uh nutrition and, and, and vitamin uploading into the into the body, if you will. Uh the name of his company is Gentera Gentera. I believe is the correct pronunciation. So we will be joined by him, and then following week we will have um, financial analyst out of New York, Andrew Forbes. So we got a great lineup with some great guests um, in the in the near future, and I certainly appreciate you listening uh, and tuning in. So on the diabetes front, um, one of the boys, um, of course, with both have the type one diabetes. Um, one of the boys had a slight setback from the analytics uh, being studied uh, by, by my partner as he had uh, been exposed to charcoal for a, a good 10 minutes or, over the weekend. Um, but still the insulin requirements uh, are half of what um, this young child has been um, taking the past three years. So remember – The approach is to emit the chemicals from this child's um, home and surroundings. Um, The third subject is a woman, uh, 40 years of age, um, and she's um, a type 2 diabetic, taking 40 units of Lantus um, every night, which is an extremely high amount compared to the two young 13-year-old boys that are one is on five units and the other one is on 10 units. So this insulin-dependent woman at the age of 40 is on an extremely high amount of Lantus. And if you remember, I mentioned Lantus. The price for Lantus shot up 60% January 1st. So uh, it's that's not an, an expensive drug to be dependent on. And uh, it's it's noted that even with the larger amount of insulin, um, her blood sugars are typically between 250 and 350 when she rises in the morning. Um, two days ago, my partner mentions that um, the diabetes was just kind of out of control for, for this person. Um, so immediately, he entered the home, uh, took out blood the plug-in air fresheners that were connected in the wall, um, disconnect the electronic mister that literally sprayed a cloud of fragrance particles into the air every five minutes. Um, and in so much that as he had entered the home, uh, he, he when he got to his home, he had to take a shower himself. Um, because of the the, the exposed the, the chemicals he had been exposed to, um, this woman also frequently uses chlorine bleach, uh, monosodium glutamate, uh, also fabric softeners, fabric softeners, and she sprays pesticides in the home uh, once a month along the baseboards. Uh, He he mentions that, uh, quote, we talked about the research showing how type 2 diabetes occurs when petroleum chemicals mimic insulin and bind onto the insulin receptors on the cell. He says, when this happens, there is no place for the, quote, real insulin to attach to. So if the real insulin cannot attach cannot give the signal to allow glucose into the cell, thereby causing glucose to build up in the blood outside the cell. It's actually a very simple concept that suggests dramatic improvements in type 2 diabetes. It can be achieved immediately by simply removing the chemical bad guys, as he mentions, who masquerade as insulin. So for the first night, this woman and all the uh, air fresheners pulled out of the wall um, everything in, in into boxes in the kitchen. The next morning, the blood sugar was not at three hundred, not at two fifty, not at two hundred, but instead way down to one sixty one. So, just doing those minor um, alterations uh, in the home, the Im- improvement was dramatic. Okay, a major major improvement. Um the lantis should be dropped then from 40, and hopefully down to 35. Um, and there he starts um, the, the 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 drop of the the, the insulin. Um, this person has also told me great things. I mentioned on the previous show that he's now being funded for the book. Uh, that he's writing that'll be funded. Um, he's asked me to co-author. He's also asked me to set up a, uh, help him set up a nonprofit uh, organization, um, and uh, and he will also be working on a, uh, a PhD for himself. But let me quote again some further news from him, and he says, as this woman continues to remove the copycat chemicals from her home, the competition between the good insulin and the bad. Copycat, if you will, chemicals will be less. This makes it so the real insulin in her body has more insulin receptors to bind onto, allowing it to do its job of opening the glucose doors and gl- getting glucose into the cell. He says that his guess is that this person will improve much faster than the young boy um, has. So, that's the latest on the diabetes um, that I'm the bi- diabetes cases that I'm monitor- monitor- monitoring monitoring uh, up in up in North Carolina uh, through my partner at and I'm going to mention a website again because it's it's highly important that 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 this gets accessed and read um, chem talks dot com slash diabetes. That's chm-tox.com slash diabetes. Um, for more information, please access that website and um, that'll, that'll bring a lot of information out that is kind of cutting edge on care for diabetes in regards to what I'm being exposed to. The goal of me informing you is to know what chemicals are harmful and obviously how we can protect ourselves. If you're a strong, healthy adult with a vibrant immune system, if you will, it's not going to be that alarming for you to worry about um, – driving a car, right, being exposed to the daily toxins we are exposed to, but uh, I'm giving you a bigger picture, and that picture is not good. So it's not that you're going to get sick tomorrow, but um, this stuff has to change. So let me let me go verbatim and shift gears here to um, this uh, wakeup-world.com. And I'm going to cite Wes Anak, uh, if you, if you simply Google his name and you Google, uh, wakeup-world.com, you will come to this, uh, you'll come to this, uh, this article. Um, I will also post it, uh, to my website, com So you can access it there, but, uh, he wrote this article, um as a guest writer i also want to mention to check out some of my previous work you can go to honeycolony.com um i had Miriam on the show a few weeks ago we spoke about bees and nailed. um that's a very informative article that i've written there uh and it's got thousands of a few thousands a few thousand hits uh, that i've personally monitored um and so it's it's been read quite a few times. And also, I was approached by uh, Paranoid Magazine out of San Francisco, and uh, he republished it. And he also asked me to write um, a follow up article concentrating more on the Federal Reserve angle. So uh, once that is published, you can monitor his website, Paranoia Magazine. For um, for that article that uh, that I've written, but uh, Wes opens with a quote, and I'm going to spend the next 15 minutes basically going through this article with you because um, it's very well written and it's very informative. Um, he talks about um, social engineering, uh, the Rothschilds, Nathan Rothschilds, uh, Rothschild how how they um, increased their wealth at, at basically your expense, our expense. Um and uh I think he just he's just done a a a a, a good uh job uh at, at conveying some of this information. Open Hearted Rebel is uh is his daily news blog, Open Hearted Rebel. Um and uh he seems like uh he seems like he seems like somebody who's he's pretty informative. Uh, the quote that he opens up with um is is a, is, a, is a good one it's a, it, it's it's a great it's a great one and and, and and it reads the real rulers in washington are invisible and exercise power from behind the scenes um we all know what that implies well i'm assuming you are, you know what that implies but if you've listened to me you know what that implies that came from felix frankfurter Uh, Supreme Court Justice, 1952. Rockefeller, and this is verbatim, and Rothschild are two of the most common names discussed in the conscious community. And if you're like me, being Wes, all of the talk about them and the so-called elite families in general has made you want to know more about what they're doing and how they came to power. In the interest of satiating curiosity, I'd like to look briefly at the history of the Rockefeller and the Rothschild families and in doing so provide a glimpse of what these families did to become so powerful that they essentially own the government. Okay, Now, he's um, he's speaking in vague terms but uh, but – from what I know, I, I certainly would not argue with him. Um, Rothschild uh, is a name, a German name for red shield. The origin of the Rothschild name. This is the Jewish uh, Jewish family. Uh, they are known as the uh, the the Bayer or Bauer uh, family. Uh, Ring a bell? Sounds like a uh, sounds like a, a, a pharmaceutical company, because it is. Um, that is their name. And the Rockefeller originated... They've been in the U.S. since uh, the 1740s, I believe. Um, and they also are German, rockenfeller uh, So you take that middle R out and you put an N in there, in there, and that's their original name, Rockefeller. The Rockefeller gives it a more of a, 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 a British uh, ring to it. If you follow the lines that I follow... Um, you will go to Hadrian's wall and the Scottish. Um, I'm not going to get into that too much now, but, um, geographically, there's a lot to be said about the origins of some of these, some of these families. Why am I throwing out Scotland to you? Um, apart from the fact that that's where my grandfather's from, uh, and it's my namesake, Hamilton, uh, Alexander Hamilton and the Scottish and the British, um, have their own feud. Um, and it goes back to some of these, uh, some of these older bloodlines. But anyway, so Rockefeller and Rothschild are, are both uh, German origin. Continuing with Wes, he writes, the information I'll share from for this report comes from David Wilcox's Financial Tyranny, an important document in which David Scrupulously details nearly everything relevant to the ruling elite from how interlocked the government is with big banks, with corporations to the Illuminati and dark occult rituals and much more. This is all very, very important. If you mentioned, if you listened to my previous show today, I mentioned Skull and Bones, Lodge 322. Um, these are all real practices and um, these. Basically, the, the these power brokers, as I refer to them, um, they own so much of what we really need to stand up and revolt against. And I'm not saying that lightly. Uh, so, continuing... It's not for the faint of heart, he says, Wes says, but it contains an incredible amount of mind-blowing information that, in my opinion, is crucial for any truth-seeker. I intend to write as much about it as I can, but even if I were to write a hundred reports about it, I wouldn't scratch the surface. With Tony, I mentioned the name uh, or, or, uh, Robin Hood, okay? We, we all have to stand up like Robin Robin Hoods here. We can't walk blindly, like I, uh, a, a few months ago here in Miami, trusting that my government is doing uh, or has me at best interest okay um, it, it, trusting that I can trust my government and trust what they are exposing me to and spray and, and the insecticide they're spraying me and my fellow citizens okay with I can't walk blindly in trusting that uh, that 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 I should be trusting them I just can't I've proven that through my studies and that's exactly why I'm on the radio right now that's why I've joined Winwood Radio and that's why I'm broadcasting to you so that you can understand what I have been able to uncover okay um the world's first billionaire, okay, that was Rockefeller, he did it by selling oil, shortly after starting a standard oil company, Russ says, in 1870, John D. Rockefeller became the world's first billionaire, he used his money to help create and fund the Federal Reserve along with the Ross trials. again, this is Jekyll Island, I mentioned that, in Jekyll Island, Georgia, um, he used his money to help, as in like 1912, okay, because the Federal Reserve Act was instilled in 1913 by uh, Woodrow Wilson, uh, and that basically was the loss of our sovereignty as a country. All right. And I'm not saying, None of this stuff I say lightly. All right. So here we go. Um, he, conti- he continues this put them well above the US government in terms of power and influence, in the creation of a Federal Reserve. And indeed it did. And this move to gain power over the government and the people via a rigid financial system is a historic event. Not often disclosed in schools. Also, not disclosed the fact that the Rockefellers are responsible for the awful condition of the public education system. This is his opinion, um, but certainly I know where he's coming from and I can back it up with his angle, which is one of the reasons we don't learn about this in school. Many years ago, quote, in the USA, for example, much money was poured into education by the Rockefeller created National Education Association with the help of the Carnegie Foundation and later on the Ford Foundation. The result of the efforts of such organizations can be seen worldwide today in the real purpose of education system, which is to teach children and young people, one, reward comes from accurate memory, recall, from heavy repetition, true, two, noncompliance will be punished, three, acceptance that truth and what is real comes from authority thus the real purpose of the education system is to cultivate conformity and prohibit critical thinking about anything of real importance all right and if you if you source mike adams at healthranger.com that's what he says is the reason for this disgusting pesticide spraying when your government tells you to spray yourself with with uh, off which contains DEET, for example, and then they're aerial spraying you with um, pesticides, that's exactly what's happening. Uh, you are being dumbed down. And I use the word acetylchlorinesterase because that is basically the synapse, the fires in your brain, to help you connect dots and develop thought and thinking. Okay? An acetylchlorinesterase. So when you get exposed to DEET and other insecticides, you're losing those. And, of course, you don't realize it because when, it, when it's gone, you don't, you don't realize you had it. You don't realize you your, your thought ends. All right. So 1911, shortly before the creation of the Federal Reserve, the Supreme Court was alarmed at the incredible monopoly standard oil had come to hold. As a result, antitrust legislation forced the breakup of the standard oil into various oil companies we recognize today. Let's take, for instance, Chevron because Chevron chemical produced Dibrom. Also known as Nail It, 1956, Chevron Chemical Corporation, San Francisco, California, actually Bishop Ranch is across the bay, um, uh, close to, uh, Danville, uh, or Blackhawk, uh, relatively close to, uh, where, where I went to high school, um, Chevron Chemical Corporation in 1956 was the largest, the largest shareholder of that company was the Rockefeller Foundation. So the, so Standard Oil got broken up into various um, companies like Exxon, um, Chevron, yet the largest shareholders of each of those companies was the Rockefellers. As David Wilcox writes, four out of the six super majors in the oil industry are direct Rockefeller spinoffs, BP, Chevron, ExxonMobil, and ConocoPhillips. He also reminds us that these companies never really broke apart. The 1,318 in the core and 147 super entity corporations are extremely interlocked with one another. Admittedly, this information doesn't reveal much about the Rockefeller's link to this think tank that's sometimes referred to, and I shy away from using this term, but he's written it in his paper, called the Illuminati. Now, that's the Illuminati, as, as, as you've heard it, comes from Germany, and a guy named Adam Weishaupt, Okay, he coincides the same time period as George Washington, and I throw out the the date May first because as Adam Weishaupt officially organized his lodge, that the Illuminous lodge uh, that the, that Wes is referring to um, of May of 1776, George Washington uh, in, in in the United States declared independence from Britain that same year July 4th so May 1st or July 4th 1776 same year just a few months uh, difference what was the difference um, because July 4th is also the uh, the one day where the sun is furthest from the, the planet um, and uh, some of these things are, are, are by design they're not, coinc- not coincidence but anyway so That's the Illuminati. He continues to say the global conspiracy, as these things are often called, but it does shed light on the uh, collusion between government, big business, and the Fed. So some of this stuff that he's writing is a little far, but I I like to keep it a little close. So clever, close, clever business deals, he says. I was surprised to learn that Mayor Amschel Rothschild, who was responsible for the success that propelled his family to the top, started out living in poverty in Frankfurt. All right, well, I knew that. But he had endured daily humiliation in Frankfurt, a place that at the time treated Jews like second-class citizens. Okay, this is all, this is all true. The Rothschilds were, 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 were very um, impoverished at one point in time. But if you listen to my broadcast, I rely on the information of Anthony Sutton. He's, he's, he's a guy from England. Um, he's, he's passed away now, but uh, he was a Stanford-Hoover fellow, fellow, and to understand the Rothschilds is to understand that they control the opposites. So if you heard my discussion with Tony earlier this afternoon, uh, I brought up a, what's called the Hegelian dialect or the Hege- Hegelian philosophy. I brought up Governor Rick Scott of Florida who owns an insecticide company, yet he also owns a pharmaceutical company. The whole idea here... Goes back to the Friedrich Hegel, and that is control the opposites. You saw that come to fruition during World War II in Marx, uh, Hitler, and Marx. These may be sounding out of bounds for you, like untouchable. But believe me, this is the think tank that's happening with these power brokers. Okay, this these are the things that these are the these are the theologies that these people are practicing. Um. And they're doing it at our expense, okay. So, Wes in the article goes into um, goes into the, the five sons of the, 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 the Rothschilds have. And he gave each son. Uh, I don't really need to go into that story for you; you can figure that out on your own. But he gave each son uh, um, an area, geographical area, to, to go into and, and, and basically um, conquer financially, okay. Um, and um, and 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 that's basically what they did, um, and they were able to do that to, the, uh, to London. Now, something West goes into uh, is the Battle of Waterloo, Waterloo. And what you may not have known is that the Rothschilds funded, um, in large part, the Napoleon um, um, effort. Um, and uh, he talks about Nathan Rothschild winning the Battle of, um, of um, um, for instance, with the British, the Battle of Waterloo. Um, which is, which is true. Now, d- please go to makeup source um, source this article, and I know you will find it very um, informative. Like I mentioned, we as um, an average citizen, if you will. Uh, we, we have to look into some of this stuff. We have to go back historically, look into, um, in, into some of the, you know, look, look, the United States is an empire, no doubt about it. Right. It's, 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 um, it's fed from, um, the English, the French, um, uh, the German, if you will. Um, it's, we, we, we fed from these, from these, uh, very successful, um, depending on how you look at success, um. Um, countries and, and governments and we 're a product of that but but you 've got to go back we 've got to go back in the history we are a product in many ways of of the roman empire um so to understand uh to understand where we are today is um is understanding uh where we came from and what I like to do is Trace roots when when you've got a tree. So if 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 the United States is a tree and it's bearing fruit, um, what type of tree is it? What type of soil is it planted in? Uh, how often is it getting watered? Who's watering it? Um, and is the fruit being shared um, properly um, to 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 feed? Um, feed its inhabitants being being uh, being the U.S. citizen properly okay Um, I like the use of I like the use of of the word um, I like the use of the word Robin Hood I I, I think it's very fitting Um, we have to tackle some of these issues collectively we've got to come together and break some of these barriers down in order, to, in order to know how to break some of the barriers down uh, is to understand what the barrier is. Um, what is the wall? Who's supporting the wall? What's it made of? The only way to know that is, as far as I'm concerned, is to understand who's built the wall. Right, who's built the wall? Who's funded the building of the wall, and uh, and what's it, what's it made of? Uh, what is the wall made of? What ingredients were used? Um, why is there a wall? Um, to, to to kind of segue and uh, in and run onto it, a tagen, tangent tangent. Uh, let me just say that that I think that walls are absurd. Um, certainly oh now a, a wall with your neighbor uh, is is not a great idea. Um, let's welcome Rachel to the show. From. Rachel
1: Rachel.
0: Yes Hi, welcome to, uh, Hi. welcome to Florida Sun and Spray. Thanks for joining us.
1: Oh sure, sure. Well, y- you know, since we haven't met in person, you know, you got to call me Dr. Rachel. Otherwise, Doc- <laughs> otherwise we we haven't we haven't christened the relationship <laughs> Florida style. <laughs> Dr. Rachel. How are
0: you? I'm yeah. doing fabulous.
1: Good. Good, good, good. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having
0: me. Well, I'm I'm so honored to to have you on on the show. We we um as you as you may know, what I what I like to address are, are, are um, uh, chemical pollutants, toxins yeah. in the environment that we can collectively stand up to and take take out of our environment, take down some of this corporate uh, uh, corruption. Stand up to it. And yeah. my my goal is to inform listeners of what I know and what um, what. What I see as being a problem, and um, of course, awesome. what I think is is a major issue um, is, for instance, um, vaccines. Of course, you know, the mercury, the aluminum salts. As, as a doctor, you 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 know much more. So I like to bring on experts um, to inf- help us. Uh, be informed and to inform the listeners. And um, if you would, um, you're calling from Indiana, isn't that right?
1: Yeah, actually, I'm calling from Chicago. I live in oh. Chicago. I practiced in Indiana, so um, yeah. But uh, y- cool. you know, I'm I'm so honored to, that you actually asked me to come on to the show because <laughs> actually. You know, I don't know if you know notice this with your own audience, but just people in general, you know, I find that you have to meet them where they're at, as I call it. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you, you we've noticed this revolution sweeping through the country where more people care about our environment, more people are really investing in their health, but I don't think that it's catching on at quite the speed that, that I personally as a physician would like to see it, particularly, you know, in... Um, lower-income environment, and so I'm so excited to be on a show like yours, which spends all the time that you have, you know, you you dedicate it to, to spending time educating people on the toxins that surround us and um you know how that inf- affects us now i say that to say that i've been kind of late to the game i think i've i've kind of blocked a lot of this information out for a big part of my adult life you know eating right exercising doing the basic things but when you know the the information about vaccines got presented to me i think i handled it like most of the doctors that you talk to are handling, not you personally, but the ones that we see that are just the everyday doctors that represent us so poorly where we just kind of shake it off, Oh no, that couldn't possibly be true. This couldn't possibly be happening. These things couldn't possibly be contaminated. But warriors like yourself you know the data that just came forward that 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 showed that pretty much all the vaccines that they analyzed overseas were in fact in tainted with some toxin or another really helps propel this to the forefront of people's minds and particularly in my own practice I have a small practice in Gary Indiana where I practice medicine you know the, uh, besides being a TV doctor I actually do <laughs> practice yeah. and to see that it's actually kind of catching on you know and i think it's through facebook it's through podcasts it's through people like yourself where people are finally rising up to say now wait a minute something's not right here and we need to make steps to to minimize the impact that yeah. not not only vaccinations but just the toxins that are that we're exposed to on a daily basis but to really step back and see what can we do as a community to kind of make some changes in it so Right well, thanks for
0: having me. Yeah, of course that was very well said um, and uh, to to listeners out there that that, that don't know um, you uh, had an incredible role on 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 a very successful um, eight year run um, uh, a, a daytime show called the Doctors that, that won uh, uh, Emmy award, award plural Emmy Awards.
1: Um, Well, they were nominated several times, but they only won one Emmy, Mm -hmm. and, you know, to have been a part of that show, you know, is just a fantastic, you know, part of my life, and if I'd never have worked on the show, I never would have met Del Bigtree, who was one of the the producers for... um, uh, the Vax documentary, who yes. actually was the first person who really kind of nudged me a little bit. And he's like, are you paying attention wow. to all this legislation? I'm like, yeah. So I said, and, you know, I think I was the first one who mentioned it to him. I was like, yeah, did you see Well, barely got a blip about the um, really? CDC whistleblower? And, you know, he and I went back and forth, and I could just tell how it affected him. And this was someone I'm working with day in and day out on the talk show, The Doctors, and they brought it to me. Okay. And he did his investigation. He had documents. He had recordings, and he shared them with me, and, I, you know, I was floored. And, you know, it's funny because Mm -hmm. the people who've been doing this, like yourself, that have Mm -hmm. been on the forefront of this, they kept telling me, you know, be careful. You you know, you're so brave, you know, and I was (laughs) like, oh, well, I'm just doing the right thing. This is what the Lord put us on the planet to do is the right thing. And so now fast forward, I do get it. I understand whatever what what everybody's concern was over because the the, the the problem with the vaccines is way bigger than me, it's way bigger than you right. and but collectively, you know, I think we're bigger than it is.
0: Well that's right. And
1: I, yeah. And I and I and I I um can't sit and, you know, continue to act like there's not a problem here. Right. You know, with with our Spiraling rates of autism right. and vaccine injuries in general, and, um, you know, just in my own inner city practice, seeing the number of, uh, of young patients, particularly young boys that fall on the spectrum somewhere, it just, it just breaks my heart. Wow. And, um, you know, for, People who are, you know, other providers, other pediatricians, family medicine doctors, you know, who just refuse to look at the data and refuse to listen to these right. parents, yeah. it just, it just really breaks my heart.
0: So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so one of the, one of the things that um, that kind of set me off down here, and and we had a conversation with uh, uh, Doctor Tony Bark, uh, who's who's oh, also in rough. the. Um, Chicago area, uh, she was right. on earlier today, and um, w- w- what what had kind of set things off down here uh, for me uh, was the 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 spraying of the um, highly controversial insecticide called DiBrom, uh, otherwise known as Naled, and um, it was sprayed first here in the district that I'm broadcasting out of, called Winwood and then it had gone over to uh, to Miami Beach and. Um, and, and as, as, as I talk about on the show, there were, um, a good friend of mine and I had just kind of walked blindly to it, um, before a good friend of mine that I placed a lot of confidence and said, Hey, you've got to come to this, uh, you got to come to this city hall meeting. And in that meeting, there were. 350 i estimate uh, people and 300 of them just screaming at the top of their lungs stop spraying this stuff on us and that just kind of set me off and and, and I said I said I said wait a second you know hey that's this isn't a democracy right this is this is tyranny you you're, you're you're the people you're spraying this on are saying don't spray us with this use an organic alternative um, and yet it's one person from uh, Miami Dade's mayor, mayor the the deputy mayor, um, it's saying that no, the mayor's telling us to spray it, and then the mayor's saying no, the the governor's telling us to spray it, and then the governor's saying, well, we're being mandated by the CDC. So well, hold on, you know, hold on a second. Well, what we are doing as a people is we're telling you no, don't spray it, and 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 Dr. Rachel. W- this will, this will, this will, this may alarm you. So I, so I kind of got into the forefront and I said, okay, this is my airspace that you're encroaching on and i you know i don't have an army i can't shoot your plane (laughs) out of the air you you know you're gonna fly your plane over it but you're you're still intruding into my my air and i'm a human being and i can i I have every right to breathe a clean air just as anybody else and 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 we're all collectively saying no this is toxic so i i got involved with the with the with a lawyer uh who i would assume may be a mole because um because i texted this person and i said look we have got to physically go out peacefully nonviolently inform at least inform the pilots that are flying these these crop dusters and say hey you you've got to know what you're spraying if you don't know what you're spraying this is what you're spraying um, and it is known to cause microcephaly so the cdc is telling you that telling us that zika causes microcephaly mm-hmm. yeah there's no data there's nothing there's no data nothing. that shows there's a direct correlation and yet there is there are there are studies. One out of Sweden, Oslo, that says that the insecticide itself, this this particular insecticide that you're, you're spraying on, us, does cause microcephaly. So we've got a stage of protest on public land. And she wrote back to me, and she says, she says, she says, look, the word that I'm getting is that you'll be thrown on the pub, uh, private land. You'll be you'll be charged with uh, felony trespassing, and I have this in the text message, and you they may tack on. A felony, uh, a, 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 a felony charge of uh, of, of uh, terrorism, and I thought, are you are you out of your mind? You've got to be out of your mind. Terrorism? I'm a terrorism. I'm a terrorist because I'm 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 with a with with the majority of people uh, uh, in in the community uh, telling the government that we don't want you to spray us. With uh, with an, with an insecticide, so so that's what that's what set set the set the alarm for me, and then um and and it just kind of it just grew from there, and and I, and I started following these different trails, and I follow this guy that I mentioned I mentioned earlier on on, on the earlier episode today, this guy that I follow, his name's Anthony Sutton, out of Stanford, he was a Stanford Hoover Fellow, and he 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 dissects these what I call power brokers, these you know these wealthy American families, i.e. the Rockefeller. Um, mm-hmm. the JP Morgans, you know that control uh that, that are controlling uh they're controlling the 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 economy by means of the Federal Reserve which which i which i say and argue that's and I'm uh, haven't studied law but from everything i've been reading it, it's a non-constitutional um yeah, that' that that uh, that act that was signed in 1913 um, it, it, a federal reserve is basically a central bank and that that goes against everything that the constitution was written written about so so i'm finding all sorts of things that are just just completely and totally alarming and then i go into vaccines because you know the, the it's the, it's all intertwined you know what i mean it's all yeah. it, it, they're, they're they're all connected um yes. uh, and the rest of us are just you know we're we're, we're just we're uh, we're like almost we're, we're like guinea pigs or as 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 some people refer to we're sheeple right we're sheeple
1: sheeple yep that that's right well and and <laughs> and one of the things that this relies on is our ignorance yeah and us just but but they really get the people to buy into fear you know they're fear mongering you know the yes. fear of getting the Zika from a mosquito so we have to. You know, spray all these chemicals on your family and you to, to prevent it. And really, I mean, if, if the average person were to sit back and, and take a look at some of this, it really is kind of ridiculous and doesn't make any sense. But, you know, my, my take on this whole yeah. thing is, okay, they're going to keep dumping chemicals on us. They're going to keep uh, messing with our food supply. Yep. Vaccines are not going to get any safer anytime in the near future. So what can I do as a physician, as a mom you know yeah. as a family member to to help keep my family as safe as possible and um and I think you know to- Dr. Bark and I Tony you know and I are, are we've become actually really good friends really? we talk a lot I we, didn't
0: know that yeah
1: yeah wow. and we, we we spend time you know talking about her strategies <laughs> and my strategies and we we treat two totally different patient populations but we really have very similar philosophies that when it comes to to uh-huh. vaccines if you feel very fearful of them and really have decided that this isn't something you want for your family, Right. Um, in, in our in our state, we can still get exemptions based off religion. So we start there. But then, too, we look for medical exemptions based off of our, our family's DNA. So, okay. um, you know, a new book came out by Dr. Yeah. this this week or last week, and it's really, really good. And what he actually does is reinforces thoughts that if we can actually get and and analyze analyze parents' DNAs and things, then we can actually say, hey, look, you happen to have a methylation defect, for example, or, or something that might predispose your child to a vaccine injury, and as a result of that, let's write up medical exemptions based off of the DNA. So what we're trying to make sure that we do is that we make sure that the families who have decided that this isn't the right solution for them with these, all these vaccinations, that they're covered from this point on, because I honestly think the fight is going to continue.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: see the medical community buying into the idea that there's really anything wrong with the vaccines, unfortunately.
0: interesting. And
1: and since it's going at such a sluggish pace, mm-hmm. and every day new new babies are getting vaccines, you know, all of yeah. millions... A day that we have to come up with strategies to, to help our bodies naturally detoxify. If you happen to have a vaccine injury, how do you heal from those vaccine injuries? And how do we protect you from them if you've decided that you don't want any vaccines at all? And so that's kind of been my personal push because... You know, there, there are plenty of people protesting and there's plenty of people taking their approach. My approach has been mm-hmm. education. Yeah. Decrease the toxic load of your family. Do what you can to make sure that you're bringing stuff in the household that's healthy. Yes. Whether it's the paint, whether it's the food, whatever you can do in your own little house makes a makes makes a huge outcome on how your child does when it's exposed to not just environmental toxins through the vaccines, but the environmental toxins like the ones that that fall out of the sky. And so, you know, for someone who's not in Florida, we can say, oh, that doesn't affect us. Yeah, yeah, it does. (laughs) I mean, the wind blows that stuff (laughs) all over the place. You know, environmental toxins, air pollutants, kill more people worldwide than anything else. So really? with that being said, yes, wow. with that being said, I, I, it, it behooves each and every one of us to figure out how to naturally make sure that our detoxification systems, our liver, and everything else is running correctly so that when we're assaulted by these things, when we leave our homes, that we can naturally detoxify and push these things out. So, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm right with you. I think it's ridiculous what's happening and how we've just let the government spray whatever they want, do whatever they want, without even blinking an eye, as if they they, they have our best interests at heart. Right. And I'm beginning to believe that maybe they don't. Maybe it's all about <laughs> dollars and cents. Right. Because it's certainly not about
0: me. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I- exactly. And um, what 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 can you what what do you know, um, about? Uh, some particular vaccines because uh, i i i, I- I do stress the importance of you know for, for for listeners that may still be kind of oh you know hey teeter tottering oh I'm gonna I'm gonna trust my doctor my doctor trusts uh, who he, whoever he's you know uh, whoever he's reporting to or she's reporting to I'm gonna trust the that I've gotta uh, 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 receive these these vaccines the hepatitis B or whatever for an infant that has absolutely no reason to be receiving a hepatitis B shot. But I think it was, I think it was uh, Amy Carson who I had on the show uh, a few weeks ago and she runs a website called Moms Against Mercury and she's got a great team. It's a, it's a nonprofit she's set up and she's got a member of, a former member of the uh, White House staff, uh, part of her board of directors and, and they've, they've gone to Capitol Hill. They, they've they been successful at changing a couple different laws and, 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 and she, and, and she, uh. She talks about mercury, right? So, so um, mm-hmm. one of the things that astounded me was hey, I says, I says, Amy, why, why, why are these companies putting mercury in the vaccine? What's the benefit to the to the child? Oh, there's there's absolutely zero benefit. It's it's just that it prolongs the shelf life of of, of the vaccine. So it's it it's all profit. Well, there's no there's no benefit, right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. it, 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 you know, it, 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 there's different, and then you know, you're bringing up the angle of okay, well, let me let me let me at least right, let me at least, at least go at my DNA because every one of us are made differently, and and I may be more, uh, I may be may, may, my disposition may be yeah. more cancer, and, right, so we all yeah, have different. Well, well
1: you know, the, the weird thing about it is, yeah. and and this is the, this is just life in general. You can get one child who got all of the vaccines right on the schedule, back to back to back, maybe even got a couple early, and that child might be fine. Yeah, right? But in okay. my opinion, yeah. there's too many kids that that doesn't happen for, yeah. and that's the problem here. Mm-hmm. You know, the problem isn't, it. it you know, it, it, okay, so there, we know that the vaccines have some contaminants, we know that they have mercury in them, we know they have all these things in them that we're not even really supposed to put on our skin, but we're injecting uh- into us. Well, okay, so I get that. But the part of it that really bugs me and that that I struggle with is that there's no real scientific information that goes into deciding the vaccination schedule. Okay, so you're going to put these adjuvants in there so that you want to prime a kid's immune system, quote-unquote. Okay, so let me digest that. But then you want to jam 26 vaccines into the child in their first year. You know, so you want to give in the first day of life a hepatitis vaccine, which the child won't even come close to being in contact with unless their mom was infected, till they're sexually active. So to me, the the schedule, which has no real scientific basis on it it whatsoever, is just like, okay, well, no, we've decided this month... Uh, you don't need three HPV vaccines, just give them two. You know, like, where where are we getting this from, and why are we as a people standing up and saying, look, we need more data than this, we need more studies? Mm -hmm. So until all of these unanswered questions, and until I keep seeing and, and listening to moms telling me their stories about this child who regressed right after certain vaccines, until we really start to slow down and look at this, I can say... I can tell my patients, hey, you know, this vaccine schedule scares me, and this is why. And, you know, I I recognize if you feel 100% comfortable with these vaccines, then I recognize that too, and you can go to another doctor who's, who's, you know, more likely to want to follow that schedule. But see, the thing about it is, it holds the practitioner hostage, because pretty much, if For certain insurance companies, if we don't have a kid on schedule, if they're not getting those vaccines like the CDC recommends, then what do they do? They might not even reimburse us for the time spent with the child. Or they might take, take all of the patients that you were scheduled to see off of your schedule and say, no, you're a bad doctor. You're not following our vaccine schedule. So I think, too, a lot of physicians, everyone's like, why are the doctors so belligerent and so... Blindly trusting in these vaccines, yeah. I think it's two things. It's it's one they've got them by the balls a little bit, like mm-hmm. you know if you're if you don't do this, you're a bad doctor. Yeah. But two, it's a lot to digest. If you're giving vaccines all day, every day, and you've been doing it since med school, it's a lot to digest that you could have potentially caused a few of those autism cases wow. that are in your office. So it's very very complicated, and you know at, at the end of it. You know, who Who knows where Where warriors like yourself and me that are very much, uh, you know, frustrated by this, who knows where it's going to fall. But I do know that the parents who do decide to go ahead and get vaccines, I, I met a friend of a friend two weeks ago yeah. who didn't want to listen to her friend's concerns about the vaccine, and it happened to them, happened to their family. Now they're trying to figure out how to get the daughter back that's not there anymore. No so way. At the, at, yes, yes, just that simple. The same person who was like, well, I don't, had told her that she didn't really want her family to come over because they weren't vaccinated, and then now is dealing with the problem that her friend was trying to prevent her from dealing with. Wow. So it's like I said, it's, it's hit or miss. Some kids are fine, but others aren't. And those two or three that, that, that we run into or the t- thousands of them that we run into that are, are affected, to me, that's too many. Whatever number that is, you know, they want to say, well, you know, you're going to have, it's just like medication, you're going to have some side effects, you're going to have some negative outcomes. Well, these are our children, and we can't have negative outcomes. They need to be either safer, or or something has to
0: change, you know? Yeah, now, are, what vaccine, or was this child that you're speaking of, what were they... What, what did they receive? And are you, are you talking about like, uh, brain damage? What, 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 what is the, what is the case here? With nobody, this
1: nobody knows what's going oh. on with the child. And, and you know, that's not anything for me to really get involved yeah. in. I keep texting her and asking her for um. updates. Wow. Apparently, it was the MMR vaccine, and uh-huh. and um, you know that's that's the big one that's in question. And this is yeah. an African American child, you know, uh, upwardly mobile, comes from a good family. Oh, Parents are damn near geniuses, oh. and and you know now now they have to deal with what's going on here. And so shows like this, and uh-huh. you know these types of dialogues raise in people's minds the possibility because if if she's never had that dialogue with her friend. Yeah. She would have never even really probably put two and two together that this could, in fact, be an injury. So mm-hmm. she's taking the steps. She's with a holistic practitioner who's helping her, you know, detox her child and try to figure out what they can do to minimize the damage that's been been put in place. And so, you know, anytime anytime a, a mom decides to, to give their child a vaccine, they're doing it with all the intentions in the world to protect their babies you know that's, that's yeah, all sure. parents want yeah. is to protect their babies yeah. and and if they're they're not going to give us the, 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 the safe the safest vaccines possible right. to do that to protect our babies we need to go back to the drawing board on them
0: Right, right, right. And that's and that's kind of what I'm saying on, on my show is yeah. is is hey guys, look, I I, I was walking blindly. I, I, I was trusting my government but the, the the problem the problem is I can I, I can no longer they crossed the line. From me they crossed the line and it, 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 and it was really it was really just me observing the majority of the people that i was around and that's what set it off for me i said hey wait this is not democracy this is tyranny there's no way that one person or one small group of people are going to force this medicine down uh, and i spoke to the cbs reporter down here uh, michelle and, and 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 that's exactly what i said i said i said this these people are puppets they're being pulled like the the strings are being pulled like puppets for financial and profit and and, and that's the bottom line and 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 and, and, you know regardless of whether it's the 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 capitalistic system that we've all inherited and we're all being kind of we are all part of regardless of what it is it is happening and we can no longer we have to stand up yes there's very real corruption in our corporations in our banking system in our government and it's uh, and not to say that not to say that that, that, that obviously that things are not good because we're very uh, we're we live in a very fortunate and very blessed time and and there's mm-hmm. some beautiful um, beautiful medicines that are being developed there's some beautiful technology being developed but that doesn't mean that there's still not some some uh, uh, some 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 improper things happening and we need to stand up and we need to question absolutely everything that's happening um, and yep. um, and I commend you for, for taking your time and coming on the show. Can you tell us, okay. uh, Dr. Rachel, can you tell okay. us uh, what you – I didn't realize that you, that you, that you had a, a close relationship with, with uh, a, a Dr. Tony Bark. Um, that's fascinating. Can you tell us what you're doing uh, now um, to help – Uh, educate and inform and what you're doing maybe in your own practice or in your personal life? Are you writing books? Uh, What are you doing so that listeners can learn more about you and and the message that you're, you're bringing?
1: Sure, you know a couple things. One, I am writing a book. It's it's based around the whole concept of everything you thought you knew that was healthy, but really isn't. Nice. So of course, uh, <laughs> of course, wow. you know what's in there and what what's going to be in there, front and center. <laughs> but um, but also, you know, if you follow me on social media, I try to um, I, I take an approach of sprinkles. You know, I'm a sprinkler. I don't force feed information down anybody's throat, but I sprinkle. I sprinkle articles. Wow. I sprinkle information about food we should be eating, problems with food. I'll sprinkle in different articles about, uh, vaccines. Because honestly, I feel as though the American public is, is, you know, is very wrapped up in entertainment news and, mm. you know, who's doing this, that if you don't sprinkle the information in the midst of things that, that the average person Um, is, feels is important to them, then you miss the average person. And my whole push is to educate just the average person, not the over educated, not the person with three different degrees, not the person who, who has has had a problem in their own family, so as a result of that, they they know all of this data. But the unsuspecting person who's walking through life, blah, you know, blinded by the media, blinded by what's going on, who needs a little wake-up call here and there. So, you know, I try to reach people, kind of like what I said at the beginning, I reach people where they're at and try to pull them and elevate them up with the information. And so... Yeah, you can follow me on social media at Dr. Rachel D. R. R. A. C. H. A. E. L. Um, and you know, I should be having I, my book should be dropping in the fall, so I'm really excited about that. Cool. And um, yeah, and so thanks for having me. You know, these types of conversations are what we need more of. And um, you know, thanks. Thanks again.
0: Awesome. Yes, you're very welcome. Um, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we can have you on in, in the future at some point. Yeah. And um, and we we're, we we uh, we fight together and work together. So, uh, thank Absolutely. you very much.
1: Thank you, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. All right, bye.
0: Well, we we just continue to be. I I personally am. Uh, I just get blown away by the um, by by the caliber of guest that um this show uh continues to attract uh, we <laughs> I, I i mean we have such wonderful and amazing people that <laughs> are, are to this show um and it, it just it it's it's just phenomenal um the um the momentum we're building and 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 and, and the voice that we're building uh it's it's a wonderful thing um Thank you for your time uh, this evening. Uh, I am Ian Hamilton Trottier. The show is Florida Sun and Spray. Um, It is streamed live right here every Wednesday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard, globally, WinwoodRadio.com. If you enjoy what you're listening to, please uh, pass it on. And um, until next week thanks for being part of this special edition with Dr. Rachel Ross um, this special evening edition it was, an, it was, a, it was a wonderful uh, and great success um, until next week uh, next Wednesday right here www.winwoodradio.com 5pm Eastern Standard Time I am Ian Hamilton Trottier be awesome